Broadcasting live from the ESPN 690 and Jar Levine Studios. This is Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690 with Brent Martineau and Austin Lane. Oh, it's hockey night. Oh, yeah. Hockey actually opened up a couple of nights ago, didn't it? It did. How about that light show in Las Vegas? That was cool. Very cool. Mm-hmm. Tampa Bay. Does your team still tonight. stink? Yeah, I mean, they're not the best, for sure. They're still rebuilding. Are you and Casey going at it tonight? Oh, yeah, man. Tampa Bay's playing in Detroit. So, uh, uh, Tampa Bay is 0-1. Detroit hasn't played yet, so should be an exciting game. Which, uh, which season sneaks up on you more, hockey or NBA? Ooh. Because it's like, dang, here we are. I'd oh, say hockey starts. I'd say hockey because NBA gets more coverage. Yeah, for and sure. And it feels like there's a lot more preseason games for the NBA. Like, they've yeah. been going for, like, two weeks. It feels yeah, like. you're not wrong. And especially when it's, like, still 90 degrees outside, it doesn't really feel like hockey season That's right now. Point. It's yeah. hot, too. It's, it's a toasty one. It's going to be nice now next week. Oh, yeah. going to feel a little more like hockey. Good. We need so, uh, all right, give me, go ahead, guys. Three storylines in the NHL to follow. Can the Lightning three-peat? That's one. That's probably the big one. Yeah, I mean... Are they good enough? No. They lost a lot? Uh, they lost a little bit. They won't win. They, I mean, they'll go to the playoffs, but they won't. I'd be surprised. If they don't do something drastic, I would be surprised if they win. Okay, so, so this isn't run. like the Bucks who kept everybody together to make another no, run. No, absolutely not. They oh. had to get rid of guys because, remember, some say they cheated. That's right. They cheated well. <laughs> You know? Depending on who you ask. It's amazing but how much cheaters. you hate the Houston Astros considering how much a lightning cheated. Cheaters. Yeah. I mean, big old cheaters, but it is what it is. <laughs> so what else? All right. Give me the real story. Then uh, outside of that, because that's probably not going to happen, I think most people um, would say. I would say, can, can the Seattle Kraken come yeah. out, out at the gate and, and have yeah. success? You know, the Las Vegas Knights did that. Um, and the way the kind of the expansion draft and all that is set up, it's, it's set up for teams to do that. Yeah. So how good is the Seattle Kraken going to be this year? Um, Hard to imagine they can be as good as Las Vegas was coming out of the gates. Yeah. No, Las, right. yeah. Las I mean, Vegas just, is great. That just seems like an anomaly. For sure. I don't care what you did in the expansion stuff, but for sure. Go on. Um, I would think, I mean, in case you feel free to chime in whenever. Um, I'm watching because the, the, the Buffalo Sabres are probably the worst team in the NHL, and that's saying a lot compared mm-hmm. to the Detroit Red Wings. But the whole fallout with Jack Eichel right now is, uh, is kind of one to watch because he's one of the better players in the mm-hmm. sport, um, and he kind of like a la Jalen Ramsey, does not want to be in Buffalo anymore. And I Buffalo's, remember that story last year. Well, so it kind of, it, it progressed now a little bit because he opted out because of, of a neck injury. He wanted to get a certain kind of surgery, and the trainer said, no, you're getting something else, and he didn't agree with that. Mm. So there's been a follow ever since. So I'm going to watch for that. But also I think another storyline is who is the best team in Florida? Because Tampa Bay is supposed to be good this year, but the Florida Panthers, and it's sad to say because, you know, Fan base in Florida. But um, the Florida Most Panthers. franchise in sports is the Florida yeah, Panthers. But they're supposed to be pretty good this year as well. So they're, they're a team to watch out for. And they'll continue to be the second best team in Florida. Yeah, there it is. They were pretty good last year too, right? They, they yeah. are good. Yeah, no, they, they are good. good. They they're are a good, good team. Yeah. yeah, and they just signed their best player for a lot of money, $80 million, which was Barkoff, which is good. Another thing to watch if you're in Colorado is everyone has loved the Avalanche for the last, like, three or four years because of Nathan McKinnon. They lose their goalie to Seattle. Everyone still loves them. McKinnon starts the year on COVID, but at some point you actually need to win games if you are Colorado, and even though everyone thinks you're going to, so this is the year for them to actually do that. Look at Glenn jumping in on the YouTube here. I mean, uh, bigger questions whether my Rangers will make the playoffs, and the Blackhawks... Uh, it might be a sleepy good team. 
And uh, my man Glenn, I'm, I'm with you right there. I think Chicago made really good moves. Mark Andre Fleury, Tyler Johnson from the Lightning. I I I bet that the Blackhawks make the playoffs because the odds are pretty good, and I think yeah. they're sleepy like that. I think Mark Andre Fleury can carry them. So that's a it's a good call, my guy. It's a good call just for Chicago. Though there's some allegations going on right now with that team as well in the organization that um, could be a distraction, kind of perceived as so like as the emails. Uh, a lot worse than emails, let's just say. Like it's uh, like a harassment allegations and things like that within the Blackhawks. So um, they're going through that right now. So we'll see how, how that goes in terms of distractions. Uh, and probably the last one I'll say is Alex Ovechkin. You know, I mean, kind of the I was going to say, he played in a 50 and older league now? Dude, he's still, but he's still, I mean. <laughs> I think Gordy Howe. In terms of talent, though, <laughs> the, the guy still produces. It's, it's insane. So um, He seriously looks like he's about 58. Oh, I know. I mean, yeah. <laughs> like a lot of, like Tom Brady's 44, looks 28. You never tell. Right? Yeah, you <laughs> never Ovechkin tell. Ovechkin looks every bit of, how old is Ovechkin? He's in his 40s, I believe. Yeah, like 42, 43, yeah. I think. Yeah. <laughs> and it's crazy because he's a top at worst five player in the league still. Still. Oh, of course. Oh, yeah, he's, he's great. still got that. Yeah. So here's the crazy, so he's 36 years old. No. No yeah. way. It says he's 36 years old. That's all he is? I don't know, man. I don't believe, he's born on September 17th, that 1985. Right? I, that's what Google's telling me. Is this me. like Danny Almonte kind of <laughs> age stuff? <laughs> I mean, I don't know if, if, if the Russians maybe, you know, tampered with some birth certificates or something. But, yeah, it says he's 36 years old. He seems like he's 40. Gosh, it's how do you type in Alexander Ovechkin on Google? Do you type in his full name or do you just type in grade 8? I type, I, in Alex, I, I type okay. in Alex Ovechkin or that, Alexander the Great. I can't spell Ovechkin, so I just type in grade 8 and he comes up. I mean, the dude had gray hair, like, what, five years ago? So he was 31 when he had gray hair. He's only 36. I really thought he was That's in his insane. 40s. insane. Uh, the... Is there any chance... Who's the kid they got, the Rangers got? Remind me of him? Drafted? Oh, um... Lafreniere or whatever, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So is there... A guy that was is supposed to be that good, mm -hmm. how long does it take him to get in the NHL? So usually, I mean, depending how good you are, he was the top overall pick, and people were calling him the next Sidney Crosby. If that is the case and he does exceed expectations, then this year he should hit the ground running. Then he could get in. This year he should. Right there. Oh, yeah, yeah. I think he, he, he played last year, didn't he? A little bit? A little bit, I believe. Yeah. It, uh, it doesn't... It's not... Wait, it, he played for the Rangers last year? It's not... Already? I'm pretty sure he played a little bit. I might be wrong, though. It's not baseball. Like, there's no... Well, I know. I, I yeah. get that. But it still takes some time for most guys, right? If you're the number one overall pick, no, not really. No. Yeah. I mean, you're ready. Isn't it great? You should be, unless I just, you mess uh, that up. I just, uh, Casey was just asking me this. He's like, hey, do you, uh, do you, who do you like, the Bruins? I was like, oh, no, I watch the Bruins on TV, like, every night as a kid growing up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Along the Red Sox. You'd yeah. Flip, uh, I'm, uh, I'm sorry, with Celtics. You'd flip back and forth in, in hockey and uh, basketball going on almost simultaneously on two different uh, networks they were. And so, as a kid, I watched them all the time. Since I left Albany, because Albany paid attention to hockey, heck, college hockey was awesome mm -hmm. in, in Albany. Yeah. Uh, RPI, you get the Union has won a national title. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's a really good hockey. <laughs> I, I couldn't be far, as you can tell by this conversation. <laughs> like, just... Zero pay attention to it. Yeah, like they just don't have to. Like it's not. No, hey, I know the Iceman are in camp. <laughs> you know. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. can tell you what's going on with the Iceman a little bit. Yeah. But at the NHL level, like there's just no reason to right here, and I'm just not that kind of hockey fan. It's just almost like it's amazing how like I can do a radio show every day and know so little about hockey and so much more about golf 
UFC yeah. or even boxing than I do Skateboarding hockey. Skateboarding even, Brent. You, you bring your A game. So to answer your question, How Alexis you, Lafreniere. So uh, to answer your question about Alexis Lafreniere, he actually, I was way off. He played in 56 games last year. He played that much? Why yeah. did I think it was like he got drafted this past year? My my clock is so messed up. So, I mean, he was Different considered draft. yeah he was considered a rookie last year. Yeah, yeah so yeah. forget it. I'm a, yeah. a, I'm a year played late in, on that uh, Played in 56 games, scored 12 goals, 9 assists. I think it's funny you said that, Brent, about hockey, and it's Florida, like with the Lightning and the Panthers, has helped. Florida is like a hotbed for hockey. Oh, like fans. Well, you're absolutely right. And, and by the way, this is more shame on me. I probably should be paying attention more because I've always told you, I said, in 10 years you look up, if they build downtown and all this stuff happens and they want to get another team around here and they say, hey, uh, the Florida Panthers are irrelevant down in Miami, but they might work up here. Yeah. Like, don't, I mean, I, I would not be stunned by that at some point if, if that were to happen down the road, like some 15 years from now. And hockey here with Jacksonville Iceman and the ECHL has been very good. Mm-hmm. So you are, I mean, the Lightning, what they've created is amazing. And it's kind of like, think about the NFL, like what they do going across the pond. What they've done is basically say, okay, we've saturated the United States with football. Where can we go to pockets that we can introduce this to and grow it? And what does growing mean? Well, it means making more money, Mm -hmm. of course. And so you go to Mexico City, you go to uh, London, you go to uh, Germany. You know, you go to places like that. You bring it wherever you can. Mm-hmm. That's within reason. Now, football's difficult to do that because not everybody over there even knows what it is, quite frankly. Um, it's not like hockey, say, where everybody around the globe kind of knows what it is. Sure. But Florida is very much, to, to hockey, Florida is kind of, if you go back some 20 years ago, is kind of like the London for the NFL. It's, it's untapped. Mm-hmm. Like It's like, okay, what's going on? Down? Well, now you look at... The Florida Everblades or what Orlando does and how they draw and what Jacksonville draws. And that's at the ECHL level. That's East Coast Hockey League. That's not even the second tier of, of, of hockey. Yes. I mean, that, the AHL is that. Yeah. And it draws. And people are excited about it. And they go to it. Now look at what Tampa does. And Tampa, what they've really done, and people won't talk about this as much, but if you ask, like, the Jacksonville Iceman, this is what they're trying to do with the Igloo, mm-hmm. is they're trying to grow youth hockey around here they're trying to make it a thing amongst adults and youth and and grow you know future nhl players because that just doesn't happen in the state of florida um and then on top of all that you get a team like florida the panthers who have not been very good but also go they're in south florida where it's just you know it's kind of a mixed bag of fandom anyway like whether you're going to get the draw and i do continue to say this like i think if you were to rank the most irrelevant franchises in sports in general i think florida would lead the panthers would lead the way like i think they are the one where you if you talk to just an average sports fan they'd be like do they still exist like are they still a franchise i remember them like i've heard of them mm-hmm. but are they still a franchise <laughs> like yeah, that's yeah. what the Sorry. florida panthers on the like top of mind list are nowhere close yeah. Uh, so it's a You're fascinating right. thing in, in hockey in the state of Florida, but you can't deny it's it's coming and well it's already here, but it's even growing and going to grow bigger and bigger in places like Jacksonville, continue to grow in Tampa, Orlando as well. I can tell you that just living in Tampa and growing up in Tampa, the the Lightning are so much bigger than the Bucks still. Like Brady really? helped. But Tampa is a hockey town. There is no doubt. There is no question. The See, Rays are a far third. The Bucks are a far second. That's but, interesting to me. Now, I, now, what you got to do, though, I know what you're saying, but can you go back there like in the last three months or six yes. months? Because you still think it's that way with Brady and the Bucks winning the Super Bowl? The Lightning won, too, though. 
They you got to keep it in mind. I'm, I'm, I'm just telling you, it's hard. Like, it's the thing that people won't believe, but, like, it. I understand where you're coming from. It's a, it's a craziness. I, I still think for the first decade of, like, I still believe the Red Sox are king in New England. Mm-hmm. Even if they're not winning World Series, they're, and you think about what the Patriots have become, and football's the most popular sport. Mm-hmm. Now, what's really crazy some, from when I grew up is the Patriots were, like, the fourth team. I mean, it was Red Sox, Celtics, they were Bruins, good. and a crappy Patriots organization. Okay, and there might have been some colleges in other sports yeah. <laughs> that were bigger than the Patriots. And now you could really go toe-to-toe, I'm assuming even ratings-wise. My guess is still, I'm not there, right? But my guess is I still think there's something just romantic about the Red Sox in New England that New England, will, the Patriots will never catch up to. Mm-hmm. But their dominating success has obviously raised their profile to at least number two. And some might argue number one, and they would have a better feel for that. So it, it is, I, I get what you're saying, Casey. Very few times. By the way, that would be the only place. I asked this question to Steve Lehman actually last week. Like, are they excited about three and two possibility for the Titans or the Predators starting the year? Because the Predators have been big, right? I mean, the Avalanche was big. So I'm talking about NFL towns. Like, where does the hockey team rank? To me, the Predators weren't weren't big until they started, like, making a run for the Stanley Cup. Oh, absolutely. I'm just saying in, in the last few years... Even though Tennessee's been pretty good, mm-hmm. when was the last time, like, when did the Predators go to the Stanley Cup? Was that, like, four years ago, or is it even longer? It's like 15, 17 in that range. Okay, when they had that little run, yeah. I think you could, it felt like they were bigger than the Titans. Oh, no, for sure, because, like, right? like, all the celebrities were, like, it, it, was the, it was the cool thing to, to be a part of, yeah. was the Nashville Predators. Like, in Detroit, the Red mm-hmm. Wings were so good for so long, yeah. I would imagine they would because the, the Lions weren't good. Oh, yeah. They, they yeah. were bigger. Well, even, I mean, truth be told, even now, so when I played in Detroit back in 2013, it would have been, um, the wings weren't that good either. But, like, I mean, every like a, every car had a wings flag. Like, you they know, it was did, just, yeah. it was Detroit. It was, it was Detroit Red Wings. It was part yeah. of the fabric of Yeah, of it's just, place, it's, yeah. you know, it's the call, the hockey town for a reason. Absolutely. So, like, yeah, the, the wings will always be on top of the Lions. And now if the Lions start winning, it could change, but... Nine times. Well, in Denver as well is another example, right? The Avalanche were on fire for yes. a long time, and the Broncos have been good. I mean, the mm-hmm. Broncos during that stretch had just come off Super Bowls, mm-hmm. and John Elway. Mm-hmm. But it, and I think the Broncos will be king always there. Mm-hmm. But I still think the Avalanche kind of closed that gap for a while. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's fascinating is one you just brought up. I didn't know Buffalo was this bad, but oh, Buff- yeah. Buffalo, yeah, it's because Buffalo is a hockey town. Yeah. I mean, they love the Sabres. I mean, that yeah. is a big deal. And part of that is because outside of those early 90s years, the Bills have been pretty terrible, too. Yeah. Right? Well, this Bills team's really good, and now you got the Sabres that aren't so good. And, by well, the way, it's the same ownership group. Oh, for sure. Right? Yeah. And like I said, I mean, and you have a player. Like, I would put, would you put Aisha, what, top top 10? Yeah. Yeah, he's I top mean, 10. He was, so. he was drafted second to McDavid. So, I mean, he has, he the has a lot. Yeah, right he's now. the best player in the NHL. He has a lot to live up to. But, but to put in perspective, it would be like... Probably, I think it'd be like Russell Wilson or possibly Aaron Rodgers saying, "Hey, it's like the Aaron Rodgers situation." Yeah. Except like he's not playing though. So imagine Aaron Rodgers doesn't show up to, to training camp and says, "Well, I'm not playing because you guys messed up my, my neck or whatever." So I'm out. You better trade me. That's what's transpiring right now in Buffalo. What you know? I guess we have these conversations, but I'm thinking about this. I'm like, this is a fun conversation right here. This is an interesting conversation. Uh, in part because I asked my own self. I'm like, listen, hockey's awesome to go to. Mm-hmm. I covered. Um, a decent amount of hockey in my early TV career, which included when I was in Providence, we covered the Hartford Wolfpack and the Providence Bruins in the, a- the AHL 
conference finals like two or three years in a row and i'm telling you guys it was intense like it felt almost as intense as like yankees red sox in the alcs it was great like fights all the time the fans it was nuts i mean they were about an hour and 15 minutes apart you know yeah, yeah. and that helped and it was a lot like peter laviolette was the coach so i mean he obviously went on did really good things in, in the uh in the nhl he's already a name from his playing days all that stuff but that was so much fun to me and I go back and I think like, okay, I covered a little hockey. The college hockey was cool. Like, if you if you want to put a, a weird thing on your bucket list, go watch a hockey game at RPI, Rensselaer Polytech Institute in in Troy, New York. It's what awesome. A, it's awesome. What a name drop. It's a it's a well, Adam Oates, by the way, is uh, one of their alums, yeah, yeah. and they they're a good hockey school to begin with. But it's a fun place to go see a game hockey we all know in general if you're up on that glass and you've seen it in live action is a great sport to go watch it's fun that's why they have people out here at the iceman game mm -hmm. go and they're introducing people to the sport it's a fun thing the kids like it everybody likes it but i just still can't grasp why a guy like me who used to like it watch it wasn't a diehard mm -hmm. but a lot just doesn't flat out pay attention to anything like if a hockey headline comes across i'm like i mean you might as well put a political headline there because i just don't pay attention to it and it's yeah. a weird thing. Like, why Why doesn't everybody know his name? Yeah. You know, in, in Buffalo, if he's that good of a player, yeah. across sports, well, we're sports yeah. fans. Like, you I can mean, even, you've heard of golfers' names. Sure, You're sure, not sure. a golf fan. Like, sure. Why, don't, why doesn't it, it just go to the casual fan in hockey? I mean, obviously, the people in Buffalo know who he is. Hockey oh, fans course, know yeah. who he is. It's just a fact of, you know, when we were growing up, well, at least when I was growing up as a kid, like, it was everywhere. Hockey was everywhere. Like, it was in commercials. It was on ESPN. It was the top ten plays. Like, you, you, the, 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 uh, the Mighty Ducks movie was big. Like, yeah, yeah, just sure. hockey was, it was a cool thing. And, and, you know, I played it, and then I loved playing it, and it was my favorite sport at the time. Like, I just, I, I grew up with it. I think... You know, once they started taking it off TV and hockey became harder to find, and all of a sudden it's Saturday morning and, you know, you watch your cartoons and all of a sudden there's a hockey game on, that, that goes away on Fox, and all of a sudden it becomes harder to find, well, then I think the love and then the, and the, the fandom kind of goes away from the casual fan. And it left just a bunch of, of diehards that were kind of, like, protective of it, if yeah, you will. Yeah, in almost like a soccer kind of way. Yeah. Like, soccer fans are a little bit like that. But I'm telling you, if you – there is a – with all due respect to soccer – I don't know if there's a cool factor of soccer like hockey has. Like I mean, hockey has like the handshake lines. Yeah, hockey yeah. has Doc Emmerich until I think he's now. Is he getting out? Is he done now? He, he is done. Yeah. Yes, he retired. But he, he, they had the best announcer uh, maybe in sports. Mm -hmm. yeah. Right. I mean, they have. We know playoff hockey is out of its mind. Good. Mm -hmm. We know going to a game is good. We think hockey players are cool. I can tell you this: covering hockey players are the best athletes to cover. They're, they're probably the best athletes to cover is hockey players. Yeah. Um, and all that stuff, like you add all that stuff up and it's still just not like, hey, oh, yeah, that's so-and-so from Colorado or yeah. so-and-so from Colorado. It's Have we lost no our power? Like, are, the, no, are there not enough stars like there were 20 years ago? No, that's not the problem. But it's funny you say that because it's the Mike Trout effect in baseball. Mike Trout's the best player. He doesn't get covered because it's in L.A., and I think that's the problem. Your two best players in the NHL are Edmonton and Colorado. And it just hasn't... Like, the Rangers do not have the best player in the league. The Flyers do not have the best player in the league. Mm -hmm. And that's the problem. Claude Giroux has been the best player on the Flyers for years, but that's not going to pull... If Connor McDavid was on the Rangers, things change. Mm -hmm. I'm going to give you one more th reason why, okay? 
you tell me if I'm crazy, but here, I think I always like the psychology of sports and, and really a sports fan. Um, how how we get to where we get, and in the NFL is so popular for a myriad of reasons: betting, fantasy football, all this. It, it's like elevated so much violence, of course, but. You can name every quarterback in the game, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. In even Major League Baseball, you can name most of the power hitters or incredible pitchers. Yeah. In basketball, you can name the studs, you know, the shooters, the guys scoring 30-plus I mean, a game. You can most likely name at least one player on every single team on NBA. And you know who the scorer is, right? You know who LeBron is. You know who Russell Westbrook is. You know who these guys are. Yeah. Hockey doesn't necessarily have that. They have goalies. Uh, but not every goalie's good. Like, it's not like the hardest position to play in sports like there is in football with the quarterbacks. And they're not the, always the highest paid guy, yeah. I don't think. But mm-hmm. it's, it's still the most respected position in Absolutely. hockey. Absolutely. Yeah. But, but that doesn't necessarily... You don't talk about that position like you talk about the quarterback or the shortstop or the power hitter hitting number three in the lineup or the ace pitcher mm-hmm. or, or Bryson DeChambeau who can hit at five miles, right? Like, there's... There's not the position, and it all blends together into this beautiful team unison sport where you you might have the best forward, or you might have the best defenseman, or you might have the best goalie, or you might just have the deepest bench. Mm-hmm. But it just, doesn't fa- it, it just doesn't favor a position or a skill to the point where maybe some of the other sports do. Like power hitting in baseball, a guy that can hit 50 home runs is a, is a commodity that you can't find. What's that commodity in hockey? That people are like, man, we got to go. There's only 10 people that can do it like this. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that's the, they, they have that. You know what I mean? No, I, I get exactly what you're saying. Um, I mean, the, the, there's a few ways you can go with that. I agree with you. I think in terms of the goalie position, they, they rotate goalies in and out now. They do, yeah. Like, very rarely will a goalie play the entire season. You know, it's not like pitching, though. I mean, pitchers only pitch, what, once every that's true. four five or five games? Yeah, five days. Um, but, like, so, so goalies aren't really as coveted, I feel like, as they were back in the day. When you had your Dominic Hossacks, when you had your Patrick, Patrick Waz, Waz yeah. and things like that. Now, like, Tuka Rask from, uh, from Boston. Boston a couple years ago made a name for himself because how good he was in the playoffs. Well, in Tampa's goalie won the playoffs yeah. last year. Bazzi's the best goalie but, in the league. It's I don't not know, close. Like, I couldn't name his name. I had you. Once you said it, I was like, oh, yeah, that's right. No, sure, sure, <laughs> sure. You know? I, I just think, honestly, I, th- I think it's a lack of coverage. I, I really do. I just think it's it's a lack of... You don't see these guys in commercials as they used to. You don't see them being talked about. Now, maybe it's changing because I know, like, ESPN Plus bought the rights of everything. That so, yeah, again, that, that's ESPN is a major factor oh, in this course. stuff. Like you said it about the NBA. ESPN is major here. Whether you like the network or not, yeah. they are major at force-feeding us <laughs> yeah. what they have. For sure. And that is a, NBC can't do it the way they do it. Mm-hmm. Fox is trying, but they're not there yet. And so... It's you just can't force feed it. Now I'll give you. I, I tried to stay away from my reasoning until all the way at the end. But I do think this is a sincere factor, and I think it hurts in the women's golf. I think it hurts in um, in tennis. Mm-hmm. Is there are a lot of names in hockey because it's so global that don't roll off our tongues mm-hmm. <laughs> here no. in the United States that we have a hard time pronouncing. Yeah. Like, I mean, baseball doesn't have that Sydney problem. Sidney made it pretty easy on us for a he long did, time. He did. Wayne yeah. Gretzky was Wayne easy, Gretzky, yeah, right? Yeah. And, and by the way, I, I'm not saying that they should change their names. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying it's such a global sport that the American sports fan wants it easy. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, unless even Ovechkin, as great as he is, is an easy name to say. Yeah. Alex Ovechkin. Yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, but you start throwing around some hockey names now, and you're like, how do you say that again? <laughs> Buy me a vowel. Yeah. Right? I mean, it's like... 
there is not as much of that in basketball, in the in football, and in baseball. And I don't think that's a. Uh, by the way, I think it's a very subconscious thing. Mm-hmm. But I think that's hurt like men's and women's tennis over the years because it's global. Mm-hmm. I mean, it is global. By the way, that's not a bad thing. Mm-hmm. Like, it's not a bad thing. I'm not saying this in a negative way. I'm just saying from the American sports fan, um, I think it's it's part of the reason maybe soccer still doesn't catch on as much. You know? Yeah. Uh, now, soccer makes it easy. One name, Messi. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> right? For sure. For so, sure. I don't know. By the way, I might be dead wrong about that, but I've always thought that that kind of plays into our psyche a little bit about well, the sport of hockey. No, for sure. But also, like, when you look at it in terms of Americans, like... You know, there's not a lot of a great American hockey players right now. Well, and that's like, true, too. Yeah. Austin Much Matthews, like Patrick Kane's still doing the thing. But, like, yeah, there, there's not that American to really get behind yeah. right now. I couldn't even name you. Like, Eichel probably, probably might be the best American player. Oh. And, uh, Eichel. Eichel, oh, whatever. Yeah. From Buffalo. We, we are trying. I couldn't name a tennis player in the men's game that I'm supposed to get behind. Yeah. I can name Coco Golf now on the women's side yeah. that we hope is, like, the next thing after Serena Williams. Yeah. But I can't name, like... And that, but again, for the American sports fan, that's tough. No, One, that. maybe they're, it's so global, but two, you don't have a star you can rally around, mm-hmm. and we usually want more than one. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Not for sure. So, wow, I didn't think we'd go 25 minutes on hockey to start Here the show. Here we are, The people on YouTube man. love it, by that the way. It was a fun conversation. That was fun. It started with, we don't know what's going on with hockey, and now everyone's <laughs> in it on hockey on YouTube, so we appreciate y'all. I love it. I love sports. All right, we'll be back on ESPN 690. Some big news out of the Jacks, by the way, on Miles Jack. We'll talk about that and the impact on the game Sunday. That is coming up, too, on ESPN 690. I knew I did the one trip when I was in Notre Dame. We went to Dublin, Ireland, but as a coach, you just all you worry about is make sure the guys, we had a, a team meeting yesterday about how, you know, the whole sports performance model, how to take care of yourself to get, you know, you have to keep these guys awake when we get over there, so I'm concerned about all that stuff. And good luck with that. I've tried to take my that trip over there and trying to stay, go to sleep on the plane at like 6 o'clock when you fly. Yeah. Not easy. Uh, I get the idea, though. Of course, athletes can kind of sleep easier and at weird times, right? Were you a nap guy? Oh, yeah, always. Man. In the locker room? What do you mean? Like, like before? Like, like in between meetings, say. Uh, like during training camp? Anytime. Yeah, I mean, during training camp for sure. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, like during like the regular season, you don't really have time for a nap. But during training camp, I mean, at least the way our schedule is set up, I took a, a nice one. You're yeah. still a nap guy. Oh, yeah, at least 20 minutes a day. Don't, don't exceed 40 because then you start messing up your... It has to be between 20 and 40? Uh, ideally, it would be between 20 and 30. If you start crossing the 30 threshold, then you wake up groggy because now you're going to go into deep sleep instead of just that restorative sleep. So are you to the... Welcome uh, to a sleep podcast, everybody. Are you, well, listen, we just talked hockey for 20 minutes. Sure. I was well, going mean, to go soccer. Yeah. But I figured for the next 20, yeah. we just do everything but football show today. Yeah. No, that's cool. <laughs> that's cool. And, and uh, hey, Casey, hope you enjoy hey, the hockey are. talk because we won't talk about it again until the Stanley Cup oh, now. That's so. true. Well, yeah. that's true. Uh, it, we're doing everything but football. Oh, wait, there are no people listening right now. Wait, back to the Jacks. Yeah, there you um, go. No, seriously, the, so you're a nap guy. Do you feel like out of place if you don't get your nap in? I can tell, Yes. I mean, I don't want to say I'm out of place and, like, I'm of a pain to be around. Like, I can adjust. But I can definitely tell a difference between if I've had a nap and I haven't had a nap. I can see why people like naps, but I have never been a nap guy at coffee. all. And I'm a coffee guy. And uh, 
I just have never been a nap guy. Like, I, I can seriously count on one hand how many naps I've taken in my life. Wow. Well, I mean, in my adult life, let's sure. just say that. I mean, I'm sure I did as a kid. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I hope so. I didn't have control over it. They said, you're a pain in the ass. Go take a nap. <laughs> uh, um, those good old kindergarten days. Yeah. Casey, you're a napper? I wish. Like, I really desperately wish I can't fall asleep. Hmm. I'll tell you how this. I'm sleeping way more than I've ever slept. Yeah. Now, I'm making a pointed effort to do it. Good. All this sleep and all this sports science stuff over the years. By the way, it's not just urban. Over the years, mm-hmm. I'm like, you know what? Maybe I should try this a little bit more. Uh, how many it's, hours do you get into the, a night? I mean, it's not nice. I mean, I'd say on average, I'd say seven. Oof, which that's good. That's I'm good. Get up to seven. That's good. I used to be. I mean, I'll poke around after if I get to, if I can get in there early enough. I mean, I'll. I don't front mind sleeping until eight thirty sometimes, and so I'll get over eight. I'll get eight. I can get eight. Okay. I used to seriously. If I slept eight hours, I'd have a headache like for the next four hours. It would just be bad for your body. I hated. It. Yeah, like I didn't think I functioned well or as well. Sure. At, on on eight, I'd rather have like five or or six. Well, that's just no way to live, Brent. But now I'm up to like seven. Seven's kind of the uh, that's that's kind of the wheelhouse. You get seven, you're good to go. Is that good? Yeah, that feels pretty good. Yeah. Um, so anyway, there we go. I get nine. Really? You're a nine guy? Yeah. Dang like midnight man. till like nine. Optimized, yeah. huh? Yeah, it's yeah. funny. It's no like wonder you, you always come up with creative stuff. <laughs> there we For go. Real. He's optimized. <laughs> Optimized. I would kill to be optimized these days. <laughs> I was going to say, you're, hey. oh, you're nap- you might have to take two naps. I know. I wish, man. No, just one nap. It's all good, though. <laughs> uh, I, the sleep stuff fascinates me. Mm-hmm. How much science there is out on sleep. I mean, uh, I told I tried this- to debunk it for a long time, yeah. but it is. It's science- I told the, the story back when my rookie year, Aaron Campman, you know, of a very highly regarded defensive end who, pending injuries, would have had a, a fantastic career, got 10 hours of sleep a night. And I said, I, I don't get how that's possible because you have a family and everything. They just go to bed really early. Like, See, you're missing, like, Monday Night Football's on and you're going to sleep. I've always wondered doing? this, and I'm not saying, like, it's just a different world, right? So you take somebody like Campman mm-hmm. at the time. He's got basically two things in his world to worry about. Playing football mm-hmm. and whatever it takes to play football, like his body, eat right, you know, do, and his family. Mm-hmm. I just think most people have a lot more. <laughs> Wait, who are we talking about again? Campman. Campman. Like, so to get your I team, mean, like, you don't have to, you're not like yeah. going to, you don't need to be, like, say some people, like on our world, we're creative side, okay. right? You're thinking of ideas. Sure. Like, you don't have to think about tomorrow's schedule or how, how you, you know, might not be there, might impact somebody else mm-hmm. or... Uh, so, so you're you're underselling how vigorous Aaron Catman's life was when he played in the NFL. I say it's very um, directed. Okay. I not like I said. I mean, he, I wouldn't want to train for the hours that he had to train, which, uh, which was a lot, play which football. was crazy. A cold tub. But I just think his mind is not cluttered. Probably at when you're a professional athlete. Yeah. I think your mind is not. By the way, you're also making enough money where you can have a lot of people do things that maybe sure. every so, person does, everyday person does. I got you. So, and I don't. By the way, I'm not sure I look at this the right way, but I've just kind of wondered, like, if you're, if you can have that kind of tunnel vision where you're just like, okay, I got to worry about uh, my wife and, and the kids because I always got to worry about that, even mm-hmm. though my wife's probably taking care of 95 percent of the things, mm-hmm. and I got to worry about football and doing my job to the best because that's what feeds the family. Correct. I don't have to worry about cutting the lawn. <laughs> I'm sure he did. I'm just saying. I mean, I don't know, man. That the everyday person has to worry about. Dude, the the dude built a house in Iowa, like by with with his bare. I'm not lying. He built a house with his bare hands when he was done playing football. So I'm I'm sure he's not a good example. No, horrible example. (laughs) Horrible example. 
Because I guarantee like that guy was doing everything else too. Like he, he was leading like a Bible study, I'm sure, yeah, and one true. night and then another church. night, like he's hosting like a, a church. Yeah, dude, he's, he's mean, all over the place. I, I didn't bring up I didn't bring up Miles Jack for reasons. He's making candles. He's got chickens. Bees. He's got bees. He's got bees. Yeah, man. I mean, Miles got a lot going on. Social media, I'm <laughs> sure know? he's active on that. That's <laughs> a job in itself. Uh, but I did. I just. No, I, 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 I get. You know what I mean? No. So to be fair, when you're in the league, yes, there's definitely a linear focus in terms of that's a good you know, word take, for it. Yeah, taking care of yourself, um, being optimized, if you will. So I definitely get what you're saying. Yeah. Going I, to the beach bars. <laughs> <laughs> well, you didn't have family at the time. Didn't so have, you well. subbed family for the beach bars. <laughs> hey, <laughs> beach bars were my family. <laughs> yes. Okay? Enough said. Oh, man. Hey, where are we going today? Hey, uh, you're you us there. I don't know how I'm I getting mean, here. Hey, Captain, where, I don't know, where do you want to go? I feel like I need to sit on a couch somewhere yeah, or something. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, this is on you right hey, now. Hey, Josh says bees. No, we're serious. Like, he is into bees. <laughs> yeah, my, Miles Jack's got some bee boxes. Oh, yeah, I wish he, you would have hit me up and let me know, but By the way, he just is. got a new place, and he's got, like, a, chi- a bunch of chickens. Does he really? Take, oh, yeah. Like, for the eggs? He moved. I don't know exact story why, but (laughs) he's got. I don't know if he's like, you know, butchering them and then having. (laughs) What what is so funny about that? I don't think he is. Okay. Uh, I mean, you know, that's a common thing, right? I know. Yeah. I'm in love with the butcher word lately. I've been in love with the butcher word. But no, I mean, if you have a bunch of cage-free, you know, free-range chickens, yeah, they they taste a lot better. I don't know. Yeah, but see, here's Big Diesel says pro athletes are just more disciplined. I would argue, okay, they're very disciplined. They are. I don't know if they're more disciplined. I think they have less to. No, worry Prince, about. Prince, hey, <laughs> sounds like a hater now. No, I'm not. I'm so, not trying sounds to like hate. a hater now. I just think the reality is the guy working at Publix from nine to five it has a lot more things to worry about than the than the pro athlete does. Like his mind's going to be split up between yeah, but, five to ten different things. Sure, no, without a doubt. Not, and, not and then bagging like, the groceries no, or butchering the meat. Sure, every, everybody <laughs> hustles their, their their own way. But the guy at Publix, his job security probably lasts longer than two and a half years on but average. That is true. I'm not. By the way, this I'm just telling you, it's done different ways. I'm being a hater. I'm not being a hater. But okay. <laughs> by the way, this screams the worst thing that ever happened to Brett Martin. By, by the way, because <laughs> wait till the, the complaints start filing and Brent gets upset. Actually, I wish. I wish the Jags would be more directed at the task at hand these days. Linear focus, Jaguars. <laughs> yeah. Linear focus. Hey, don't linear worry about focus. the bars. Don't worry about over no, here. Don't worry about the family. Yes. yes. Okay? Let's put the family aside. Yes. <laughs> right? I agree with you. Let's just worry about football. Yeah. Well, Brent, don't, don't tell me that because they sent Trevor Lawrence a bread maker. So, or I'm sorry, a toaster. So, like that. I mean, we we made it about family really quick. All right, yeah. it was supposed to be about football, that but now it's true. about family. That is true. Uh, I think I don't know, it was a toaster, but Trevor is a bread maker. Yeah, he's a bread maker. <laughs> That's toaster, sure. bread maker, whatever. Uh, all right. So, hey, Miles Jack isn't making. We're gonna go a commercial in a second, but Miles Jack's not making the trip. Yeah. As soon as they said. Uh, I mean, it started with a back injury, it looked like, but then it was oblique. As soon as they said oblique, I didn't even plan for him in this game because that's not like a, hey, go rest it, go put some ice on it, go to the cold tub. That, that's, In fact, I wouldn't be surprised. A lot of guys that have a oblique or ab, they end up flying up to Philadelphia to see a specialist. I don't know if he's doing that, but yeah. we've seen that before. Guys like Alan Hearns and others, uh, you know, it kind of goes into the sports hernia category. Mm-hmm. It can, the groin. I mean, they're all kind of connected in a weird way yeah so i wasn't surprised to see oblique and miles out of this game no i mean anytime you hear the word oblique it definitely is a rough one because like yeah you you hear sometimes quads hamstrings that's serious but like an oblique that's your core 
and you like sometimes it gets neglected, but your core is probably the most important component of playing football. Oh yeah, because you use it on every single play. So yeah, anytime you strain that or you hamper that, um, it's definitely a major setback. Now I'll be honest. I mean, I, I kind of had a dad bod when I played defensive line, about 270, yeah, so sure. I, I had a belly. Didn't have to worry about my obliques getting stretched out because I had enough, you know, flab going on there. Yeah, I mean, you could. You don't have to have like good abs to strain your oblique though. I mean probably not Brent that's more of a joke right <laughs> you know I'm just kidding I mean, obviously I, not I know, <laughs> just, just wondering really. I don't think so I mean <laughs> like, but, but they always say like if you're more uh, you know like the, the body fat thing remember DK Metcalf yeah, yeah. he was like a freakishly yeah, everybody was worried about he was gonna he was gonna tear something or pull something because of the, the less body fat well so I, there's I, something to be said for that I believe I really believe this if you ever saw like the body of Marquise Lee Mm-hmm. He looked like a racehorse. Brent, don't don't talk to me about bodies of Marquise Lee when you haven't seen Greg Jones, apparently. No, I have, but okay. I'm just saying Marquise Lee is a guy I can give you examples that was getting hurt. I got you. Right? And so just the smallest of things, but he was built like he was just like a racehorse, man. Yeah. I mean, it's the same idea. Like, if you get a racehorse to the Kentucky Derby, and all of a sudden it feels a little something, and they're like, okay, can't run. Yeah. Well, that was a little bit like Marquise Lee. I mean, he, he was... Mm-hmm. And, Guys with uh, those kind of bodies in the NFL, I think they do run, and you feel like they run the risk. True. Basically, you'd rather have the dad bod, quite frankly. Absolutely. <laughs> no, without a doubt. Especially dad bods for, all day. Yeah. Dad bod guys usually less on the oblique, yeah. the core, the groin. Look at Tom Brady. <laughs> Look at Tom Brady. You see the beach photos of him and Giselle or whatever. Like, hey, he ain't, he ain't heard nothing, though. Man, what a start to this show. We'll be back. Action Sports Jacks on ESPN. Oh, we just did. Miles Jack isn't making the trip. Okay. (laughs) We'll be back on ESPN 690. Several times, you know, like much different level. You know, the Bowling Green was one in ten, two and nine, and a bunch of losses, and uh, turned it pretty quickly. And Utah, and so yeah, it's been years. But once again, it, it all goes back to me to this locker room. And I, I was walking off the field with uh, one of our strength assistants, and as far as on time, as far as working out, keeping taking care of their bodies, as far as the loyalty amongst that locker room, arguably the best I've been around. Well, he continues to pump up the locker room. That is Urban Meyer. We talked a little bit about this yesterday, the underbelly of what's going on. Does it still exist? I still think there's a moderate tone and not all is forgotten. I'm not sure they've moved on enough. Does a win help that? Does time help that? Does getting away from the building help that on the bye week? Because a lot could help that. None more than a win for the Jacksonville Jaguars, of course. And uh, that's just something to keep an eye on if they can do it. I, I do wonder this question because we're having a lot of conversations about this stuff. Like, is okay, is this like the beginning of the end? Uh, if I'm being completely honest, I feel like what the last couple of weeks has done around here is basically tell me that even if you thought Urban was going to be here for a handful of years or three years or whatever, I don't feel that anymore. I feel at some point this is going to end earlier than anticipated now that's a hard line to say right just said earlier than anticipated there are a lot of people around the country even here when urban was hired that immediately they said this is going to (laughs) end pretty quick because that's urban's mo well that's not really factual though the urban's mo is not to leave after a year after two years after three years his mo if you want to go that route was more uh five six seven years at those other stops so this is 
this is not the same. Uh, even if he if he doesn't make it five years, this would be, be different. Um, but I really feel like, and it's just a gut feeling as of now, that I, I don't see Urban. I'm not even sure if I see Urban here in 2022. Like in some way, shape, or form, I, I just it just feels clunky right now. It feels like it's not going to work. It doesn't. It feels like okay, what's going on behind the scenes? Like how's this being received? And some of that might be the 0 and 5, but I don't feel like a lot of it's the 0 and 5. That's the crazy part of all this. So my main question and curiosity is, if you get your mind off that, can Urban like rally this thing? Can he can he come back from this thing? I don't think it takes just one win. That's my point. Uh, I said yesterday, I think Urban's one of the great front runners. If he, let's just say for some reason, they roll off four out of five, something like that. Is that like, hey, man, we're glad he stuck around? Is is that, hey, good, they got a thing going now? They, they've, this is what we thought it could be. This isn't going in a good direction. This would be, hey, Shot doesn't want to change this now. I mean, look, they're taking steps. The quarterback's growing. They're winning games. It's, I guess, I mean, is it is that what we get to if, if they can kind of go on a little bit of a run winning-wise? Do we feel differently about the long-term prognosis of Urban Meyer as the head coach of the Jacksonville Jaguars? Yeah, I mean, if you can go on a, a three- or four-game winning streak, then absolutely. Then all the concerns, all the negativity that you've been feeling <laughs> seems like the past four weeks or so, to me, that goes away. Like, let's be honest. Playoffs, at least for a lot of people this year, weren't the expectation. Now, I think a better product than what we saw last year was a fair expectation. I think Trevor Lawrence taking the Jaguars to new heights or at least showing that he's capable of doing that is an expectation. And I think a culture that, you know, w- was kind of dragged through the mud the past couple of years, that getting fixed was an expectation as well. Well, you know, set aside from Trevor Lawrence... A lot of those other expectations haven't really been met yet, or they haven't really shown a sign of being met. So I think a few wins can definitely turn all those things around. Let me ask you this also about Urban. We spent a lot of time on Urban the last couple of weeks. I get it. But I, these things still come. It's still, I could just tell you off the air, it's a, it's a big topic still in the circles that I'm in. <laughs> that, uh, what's going to happen? What is going on? How much? It, what do you think right now the... Uh, What's the main issue with Urban as it stands? Is it, has the flying home with the team just gone? Okay, we talked about it enough. The video, is that boom, gone? Is there now like this, hey, can he really do this? Has he lost a little bit off his fastball? Like, why the news conferences a Sunday, Monday? Because I'll be honest with you, sitting here on a Thursday, I'm still having conversations and still, like, kind of fired up with the idea that at 1 o'clock on Monday, he didn't know that James Robinson had six carries in the second half. Mm-hmm. Like, that's me. I don't know if everybody else is. But now, like, that's what I feel like I'm starting to question. Like, maybe he just, after taking years off at this time, doesn't have what he used to have. Or maybe the transition to the NFL isn't going to be, isn't going to work, like a lot of people said. See, I just think from the college game to the pro game, like, I think that his heart is in the right spot in terms of how he wants to go about his coaching style and everything. But the issue is, is that you didn't recruit these guys. Yeah. Like, the, these, these aren't, you know, five-star athletes where you have an advantage in athleticism, physicality, size, you name it, every single week in, week out in college football on a Saturday. 
that's not the case anymore. Now the, the playing field is more even, and sometimes you're behind the eight ball like the Jaguars are in terms, I think, personnel and who they have in the roster. So when you're behind the eight ball, you have to find different ways to win because you can't rely on just your five-star recruiting skills anymore. And that's what we're going through right now. He, he has to figure out a way to get through his get to his players if he can anymore and try to get them their best abilities out of them. Yeah, he's very confusing to me, though, because people would be like, okay, he just has recruits. He's not that great of a coach. Well, I don't see that from the coaching staff. I think they've coached some pretty good things, too. Now, it's been a mixed bag. Yeah. But I don't feel like, hey, they are getting outcoached every second of the – they're just – Incompetent. No, but how many times are we talking about guys being in the wrong position? Yeah, guys no, not being able to. Uh, so, yes. I mean that that warrants discussion I also as well. Put them in for coach of the year. <laughs> no, sure, <laughs> by any means. Yeah. Uh, we continue to talk about the Jags and and uh, what else is going on, including quarterbacks. Uh, coming up next on ESPN Six Nine.